0: you're listening to the writer than you podcast all right good morning welcome into the show writer than you on the road continues not the same exuberant electric joy of new york city because i get to see the guys and take in the almost literal physical glow of the affection that erupts from The Hudson Street offices in lower Manhattan. But I am back on Skype and I get to see d Tom, I know you miss me. It's okay. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you. Happy Thursday, Bill.
0: Yeah, Bill. Um, I shouldn't brag as much as I do. Certainly bad at things. But I do like to come on the radio and try to slip in how great I am. So here's one I solved today. One of the great mysteries of the universe. I don't want to say that I'm, you know, a beautiful mind part two. Not saying that I'm a code breaker, but the puzzle, the unsolvable puzzle for many, of the hotel lamp has been solved after 25 minutes. I am a smart man. and <laughs> I will talk about that <laughs> later in the show. Have you ever had this? What the hell?
1: Only every time I stay in a hotel.
0: I picked it up. I almost dropped it on my foot. <laughs> I couldn't find the switch. I'm a moron. Um, and certain things like lamps, like Kyrie Irving. Very, very smart guy, I'm sure. But when it comes to, you know, having a clue, being self-aware, you can make a similar criticism. I want a long-term contract with the Nets, Kyrie says. Cool. I want to make $10 million a year at CBS Sports Radio. Let's both get realistic. We'll get into that in about 20 minutes. Uh, Jeff Saturday got a second interview. You can't make this stuff up. I don't actually think we're in a simulation, but can you blame me for storylines like this? Does Jim Mercy follow the National Football League or, I don't know, his Colts team? 1-7. Uh, we got outscored by about 100 points. Over the- Let's do it. Let's go. Cool. Uh, Brady Papinga. Billy! That's my Brady Papinga. Do you want to hear it, Brady? Or do you want to hear it, Diesel? Billy! Welcome to the show. Good to be on the show. Billy! Uh, that's my terrible Brady Papinga. Super Bowl champion. Great guy. Looks like Captain America sounds like a surfer and played football like a badass is going to be on the program in an hour. One of my favorite people uh, by sell. toward the end of the program. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll sneak in a little Stephen Curry, pulling his mouth guard and out of his throwing it all angry. Lots of good stuff. 855 cbs if you want to call us. Sportswriter Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R on Twitter. Uh, I, I, I'm i weird in this way. I I don't have to narrow it down for you. I'll get a weird song in my head, and I can't stop listening to it. And I've been listening to the same song for two days on the plane. We got delayed walking through New York City and Atlanta this morning. And d may or may not play it next segment coming. I don't know. Not making him do it. I just, you know, we'll see. I'm excited to hear whether or not he uh, he does it. All right. So speaking of excitement and speaking of the biggest thing going in sports as we're gearing up for the Super Bowl. We will be there. This show will be there for, for three days, three show days in a few weeks in Phoenix. There are so many storylines that are so interesting. You look at the NFC playoff picture, of course. Can Brock Purdy get it done? Or are the Eagles and Jalen Hurts this rising and healthy enough for us to, to do it? It, it, it? Are the Bengals and, and, and Joe Burrow, again, going to best a Chiefs team? That has been so good so often, but has had an Achilles heel in facing Joe Cool. A lot of the folks on the show like Cincinnati, and it's so easy to miss the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the most impressive, important athlete in the world. Full stop. That's what he is. He's more important to his team than any player you can point to in the NBA. He's more of a force than any, team, any guy that plays hockey, blue shirts, or Major League Baseball. With all respect to the sucker fans like decent out there, he's more important than even a Messi or an Mbappe or someone like that. I'm just dropping in for you because I know you love it. Patrick Mahomes and his presence transforms the Chiefs into a team that's already a dynasty. They have a Super Bowl. They've made two. He's won MVPs. He's an absolute machine. And it's so easy to take it for granted. And yet, on top of taking for granted his excellence when he's there, it's his health that is a requirement. I know that everybody, every quarterback, in theory, needs to be present for their team to win, but it's literally not true with the Niners. Literally part of the reason that team is so interesting is because they're on their third quarterback, as they planned it this season, and they're on the cusp of another Super Bowl appearance. It wouldn't work that way if Mahomes were out. And his ankle injury that he suffered last week, his inability to be mobile and and to have some of the physical, individual, dynamic plays that he does it just opens up the entire chessboard for a guy that's already a grandmaster, was a big concern. Great stat that uh, that Tom pulled out of the ether. I'm not going to take credit for it, Tom. This is you, buddy. Mahomes led—and Tom, I want you to feel—just jump on me if I get it wrong, okay? You ready? Fact check me. You can get on that microphone. Don't be shy. Get in the open. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Tell me I'm an idiot. Push the you're an idiot button. I would never. I believe with your face, though, maybe. I believe that Patrick Mahomes led the National Football League in pass attempts outside the pocket over the course of the regular season. Am I good so far? Am I crushing this stat? And it just speaks to this guy's ability. And we've seen this in the highlight rails where he scrambles and does a figure eight or throws the ball with his left hand for a completion, we know that he's right-handed, or does it behind his back, or suddenly has three balls and he somehow juggles all three of them and then it turns into one ball and completes the pass. The guy is amazing, and when the pocket collapses and when opposing defenses do one of the things you have to do to try to slow down quarterbacks who are in their groove, when they when they get to him, Mahomes is able to escape the pressure, not have to necessarily try to pick up a yard or two or eight, which he can he can actually create remarkable plays from the chaos that's supposed to be the advantage of those defensive teams, but not of his ankle shot. And we've been waiting all week, and we're wondering, is he going to be able to do it? And it just hit me yesterday, and Cell was on the same page. We, we look past this guy when he's healthy, and we write him off almost gleefully, I think, because we want something new, when the ankle's suspect. Like, oh, man, well, that makes sense. Don't doubt Mahomes. Don't doubt his magic. I know he hasn't been in the league as long as some of these other guys, but he is new Brady. He he is. To whatever respect that's going to exist post-Brady's dominance, he is. He's LeBron. He's Giannis. He's Steph. He's Mike Trout. If Mike Trout played for a team that was actually effective and good, I know baseball's a little bit different. He's... You know, whatever quarterback year-to-year in the college game emerges and suddenly redefines his team's opportunities and chances. He is the secret ingredient, and and I know that it's not a guarantee he's going to be 100%, but this clip yesterday, him talking to the media, his positivity, which is going to infuse his team. Because remember, as much as the play, it's the belief you can beat anybody when those guys are on the field or floor with you that make the magic of someone like Mahomes so special. And these words from Mahomes bode well for his individual performance. I also think it's a huge lift for a team that is accustomed to doing nothing but winning. I'm doing good, you know. AFC Championship week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know. I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, Excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far. I felt better than I thought I was going to be after the game. I mean, Moving on it during the game, definitely... Definitely hurt, um, but uh, after the game, I was able to rest it and kind of ice it up and do different stuff like that. I felt in a little bit better position, and obviously the next morning felt a little bit better, and I've continued to get better throughout the weeks. Yeah, we'll see. Pain tolerance and their ability to treat it, all the various things they're going to do to try to make him just play through the pain. I know Joe Burrow is in fine, fine form. I understand that the Bengals have showcased an ability to beat teams and win games despite the obstacles in front of them, whether it's an offensive line or an overpowering defense or quarterbacks that we thought were were better than Burrow before Burrow just proved the rule. And I understand that on the list of things the Bengals have done, victories in circumstances we didn't expect it, to make it seem very possible they're going to best the Chiefs again is the fact they've beaten the Chiefs three times in a row. Those are never meaningless games, but certainly last year's, AFC Championship game also at Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri at least outside Kansas City. That's a pretty big reminder that, that the Bengals are every bit as formidable as Kansas City, especially when they play each other. And I believe that. I, I, I think I ha- we haven't done our picks yet, we'll do them at the end of the week. We've had several people come on and, and take Cincinnati, people that we respect. I actually don't know who I'm going to take. I'm it feels like a coin flip, and I'll give you some answer at the end of the week. and It'll be an answer that I think and that I believe. What I know is that I think both of those teams are good enough to win the Super Bowl, and I think whoever wins that AFC game, for me, is going to be my favorite going into the, the, the hoopla and the pageantry and the, the analysis of Super Bowl 57. The road to the Super Bowl is exciting whichever way you hit it, but it's, it's the team out of the AFC that I think has the most dominant and likely path forward to win the whole thing. And we'll see. When we get to that game, it'll be that game. And either, obviously, Philly or the Niners have every, every opportunity to win, whoever advances. I respect Joe Burrow. I love the Bengals. It's a great rivalry. It It is probably the new Manning-Brady. But I think Mahomes is the Brady. And I think in the, in the long arc of history, and a bigger timeline, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes who dominates this era, despite the excellence of Joe Burrow. Remember, there was a time... I'm going to get these details wrong, so so just jump in there all judgy fact check me. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to say it was 2000, I'm going to totally guess here, 2000, maybe in 13 or 14, when when Manning made his first Super Bowl appearance with the Broncos, the one that they lost to Seattle. I'm doing all this off the top of my head. Probably should, you know, prepare, but it just kind of came to me. Had Manning won that game, and at the time, this was Manning in peak form. It was just before he trailed off physically. He obviously won one later, where he wasn't quite the same quarterback, but his leadership got them there. This was peak Manning in one of the most explosive offenses we'd ever seen. The Broncos were nearly unstoppable offensively, and had Manning and the Broncos won that Super Bowl against Seattle, if I remember this right, Manning would have had two rings to his name, and at the time, Brady only had three which is an amazing reminder of what Brady did late in his career and how excellence eventually of that level breaks through. And at the time, it was, who's better? Can Manning pass Brady? And now that's a farcical conversation. It's a conversation that doesn't exist because in the long run, Brady was so great and so dominant that he was always going to get to three or four or five or six or whatever it would end up being. And will end up being. He's still in the league, technically. That is Mahomes. That is Mahomes. I don't know... If Mahomes and the Chiefs win this, this game this week in Arrowhead, I don't know if his ankle will be good enough to lift Mahomes to a place of health that he can be Mahomes. I do know the words you just heard are going to lift his team, and I think it gives him a fighting chance as long as he's in that pocket. If he can run outside of it and do what he does is obviously significant. And I know that we're focused on this game, but in the arc of history of the National Football League over the next 5 or 10 or 15 years, I'm telling you, Mahomes is the guy that everything's going to run through. He's going to get the best of most of the people that he plays in these situations, Joe Burrow included. And that means when we look back in retrospect, it's going to be Mahomes, who's the better quarterback and the better force and the better Hall of Famer and maybe the better all-time great. Those things are already true for Patrick Mahomes. Burrow's chasing him, and I'm not dismissing that chance. But we should not sleep on who Patrick Mahomes is, even in the face of Joe Burrow. And the fact that he says he's healthy and that he thinks he's healthy or he's saying to his teammates he's healthy, hell, the fact he's going to be out there means the Chiefs cannot be looked past. We thought, many of us, that as good as Joe Burrow was, that the Bengals' offensive line woes and their injuries and just their historic inability to protect him, not his fault, but was going to mean you don't have enough against this Buffalo Bills team. And we were wrong. Because we do what we always do. We get stuck in the moment. We look past sometimes the obvious because it's not sexy and it's not new and groupthink is powerful. We're like, Joe's great, Burrow's great, but, man, it's the Bills. Ah. There's something magic and special about Burrow. And without taking away from that, there's something more magical and more special there is about Patrick Mahomes. Is there an ankle issue? Sure. He's Patrick Mahomes. Don't look past this guy. He is the force in the National Football League, and at least right now he's telling us that he is healthy. 855-212-4CBS if you want to call us. And by the way, Tom told me yesterday when I was in New York, he said, you know, man, I didn't answer all the phone calls the way that I should have, but I've changed. All right, that's a lie. You didn't say that at all. (laughs) I mean, come on. That was a lie. Come on. That was a lie. Come on. Your New Yorker came out. I'm working here. (laughs) Not fair?
1: No, I didn't say anything Remotely close to that.
0: No, it's a total. You were just like, I said, hey, man, we should answer the calls. And you went, mm hmm. It was one of those. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Got some gum. Got some gum. Uh, alright five two one two four 855-2124-CBS for the phone lines that Tom always lovingly uh, answers. Let's do it. Let's go. eight five five two one two four cbs Twitter Sports, Twitter Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. You can also at D-Cell CBS. You should know this by now, but if you don't, if you're new, it's fine. That's my bad. You know what? You should know it. I should tell you. I apologize. D-E-C-E-L. CBS. It's short for De Celestino. It's a whole thing. Pretty daddy. Took a shirt off the other day. That guy's a character. Uh, and add Andrew Bogish if you want to do that as well. Miss those guys. They miss me. The road show continues. I'm somewhere in the Southeast. It's fine. It's all good. It's all happening. Let's get into two things. Um, the great, you know, human, emotional, mental labyrinth that he is trying to turn a lamp on in a hotel. I don't know why they're designed this way. And, and the similar puzzle that is Kyrie Irving, his lack of understanding who and what he is in his organization. Kyrie Wants a contract long-term extension with the Nets. I want to be able to turn a lamp on at a random hotel. We're both disappointed next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. This is Tom and the Pointer Sisters. Tom playing the song I've been listening to for three straight days. Classic. It's like my time in New York. With you guys, sweet memories will last a long, long time. That's the only part (laughs) that's similar. So here's the reason. I bought this the other day on uh, my phone. I listened to it nonstop. I must have listened to it. I was delayed for two hours. Flight was three hours. I better listen to this for for five hours on repeat. Because I'll just play the same song over and over again while I read or I write. I was at a great bar restaurant in New York City called Employees Only. They served till four in the morning. I went very early. And I was waiting in line at the. It's one of these places that has one bathroom, right? So there's like nine 25 year old girls who were in line and then, and then me. And there's a bouncer at the bathroom door. What was there? Are there fights? That are, and this song was playing, Tom. I've been listening ever since. It's a classic, man.
1: You don't get tired of listening to the same song over and over again?
0: No, no. I'll play. Uh, what's that song by David Bowie? Oh, Under Pressure? Is that what it's called? I listen to that sometimes on repeat. I'll get some Bob Seger going. I used to listen to a lot of Kanye. That's not true anymore, but I, in the in the day, I did. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm also excited to take this phone call eight five five two one two four CBS because it's going to segue exactly into what I want to talk about. I'm pretty pumped. Let's see if I can do this remotely. It's pretty amazing. Trevor in Reno, thanks for listening, buddy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. Love what you guys do. It's great starts with my mornings. Um, just curious, I
1: I noticed this. It's more common than not that when a team experiences a coaching change while they're going through some struggles during a season, they immediately turn it around and and go on some crazy win streak. I'm curious your opinion. How often do you think it's actually because of the change and maybe a breath of fresh air or new schemes, or how often like I think it is with what happened with the Nets, where it was just a bunch of babies not playing hard, then they get their way, and now all of a sudden everyone starts showing up and playing.
0: Yeah, Trevor, it's a great question. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the kind words. Thank you so much. You the man. Um, look, you can certainly have a, a tactical improvement and, and, a, and a X's and O's improvement when, when you come up with a, a new coach. But it is normally, especially in the sports, where you're together a lot, right? Where it's the NBA or hockey or baseball, where there's there's a lot of games and a lot of time together night after night after night in the plane, in the hotel, where you're around each other, where guys just check out. And when a new coach comes in, and I think that happened for Jacques Vaughn with, with, uh, when Steve Nash went away. I think Nate McMillan's a great example. In, in Atlanta with the Hawks, you go back a few years ago. When he came in, all of a sudden everybody played well. I think it's a reaction to a bunch of babies, or at least a bunch of like, very successful people who are not worried about their next paycheck. Being like, okay, the guy that I hate is gone. I'm able to, uh, I'm now able to... Uh, to do my thing, and I'll say this too, like I'll give you a, like something that I heard, because I'm making the rounds around the country talking to NBA sources, and they just want to gossip. It's going to sound like a shot at LeBron James. It's really not. I was just asking some, some sources about whether they think the Lakers are headed in the right direction, whether they think the new coaching situation makes sense, and what one of the people told me was it's hard to make an evaluation of LeBron James' teams because the way he gets guys fired is he just stops playing, and the speculation was he didn't want Vogel. You go back to the Vogel era, LeBron just didn't play well or give the same effort because he didn't want to play for Vogel. And once Vogel got fired in the offseason, they were, they were willing to, to move on or, or, or to go to that next level. I think there's a lot of that with the Nets, too. And it brings – hi, Andrew, by the way. I didn't see you on the sky, but now I see you, and my heart leapt with joy.
2: Same here. I think you missed me yeah. give you the thumbs up because I've been to that bar, too, employees only. It remains the coolest place I've been to because uh, I'm not a cool place kind of guy, but that place was cool.
0: That place is amazing. I have had dinner there at 4 in the morning on a Tuesday, and the other day at, at, uh, at, at like 7.30 or 8. It was, it was great. Um, Kyrie Irving's a great example of this, because Kyrie's a guy that will mail it in for fun. He'll certainly mail it in if he doesn't like the coach, if he doesn't like the situation, he just won't come to work. So when you have Kyrie under Steve Nash, and certainly Kevin Durant, not wanting him to be there, Steve Nash, and they're not playing at the level they should... And then Steve Nash gets fired unceremoniously in the middle of or early part of the regular season, and they just go to another level. I don't even have to speculate or, or talk to sources. Kevin Durant told us in the summer, told the owner, he wanted Steve Nash fired. And that to me is a, is a huge warning sign. That that level of an oh, unwillingness to win, to do the things it takes to win if it, if it if it butts up against your ego is problematic, especially when it comes to a guy who loves the game and is a winner like Kevin Durant. But think about applying that, that same reality to, to Kyrie Irving, who has not demonstrated over the last three or four or five years any willingness to do anything that is a sacrifice for his basketball team. Not his ego, not his time, not his presence, not his support when he's hurt. Remember, he missed key conference finals, closeout out game when he was at the Celtics. And so the report that Kyrie Irving wants a, a brand new contract is the least surprising bit of hubris to come out of New York City in a really long time. And here's a Notes version on I want the guy's take because I know Bogus is kind of a Nets fan, disrespectful. You're a Nets fan. Yeah, I'll accept that. Okay. Kyrie Irving's a bum. And he's not worth the time and the attention and the investment. And he's starting to stare down, I think, the very real reality that people don't want him. And the Lakers aren't going to come and get him. And there's not the market for him that that he demands and hopes for. Somebody will pay him. But Kyrie Irving doesn't want to live in places that aren't New York City or Los Angeles, California, or maybe maybe Miami. He's not going to go play in some of the markets around the middle parts of the country where I come from and where there's a lot of good basketball because he doesn't care about good basketball. He cares about Kyrie Irving and being happy and doing his thing. The minute you give him money, the minute you give him a long-term contract, the minute you invest in him because of his, and it is, prodigious scoring ability, and we've, we've seen it at times, is the moment he's going to be the guy that he's been shouting from the rooftops for the last four or five years that he is. A self-centered superstar who doesn't care about his team and isn't reliable. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give him the money. Patrick, do you want to? I'm sorry. what did I call you Patrick? I. Oh, you're like my Mahomes. No. <laughs> you're an all-time great emotionally to me. <laughs> my brother's name is Patrick, but you know You guys no, haven't met yet. You're so Mahomes. It can't be that. Also, um, D. Cell played the Pointer Sisters and got me all fired up. I was, you know, pretty into it. Uh, Andrew, the Patrick Mahomes of CBS Sports Radio in my life. Do you want Kyrie Irving to get a? long-term lucrative deal? No,
2: no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. The faster, the, the second they can be free of him is the second they need to be free of him.
0: I was trying to think where he would, and I'm obviously not a huge believer in, in that his presence is going to be helpful, but if he just decided he, he, he would live anywhere, I was trying to think where he would go that would actually make sense and I guess the only answer is the Lakers because we, maybe LeBron could corral that talent enough. I don't. I just don't know where you put him, where I think they're gonna, that team's gonna suddenly be really successful. Tom,
1: the question for me is, I don't have any confidence in this Brooklyn Nets franchise that they're gonna do the right thing, whether it's basketball related or not basketball yep. related. Joe Joe Sy, the owner, Sean Marks, the GM, they've had a lot of misplays in these last couple of seasons. We talked about the coaching change earlier. This is a franchise that was ready to hire Ime Udoka. This was a franchise that didn't act quickly when Kyrie Irving earlier this season made some comments that he shouldn't have made. Like, I don't have I I don't know if they want to remain relevant. Do they sign Kyrie? I don't have confidence that this franchise is going to get it right.
0: Here's a comparison. I'm totally with you. I have um a group of buddies from college, and I've seen a bunch of them over the last three or four weeks because I'm flying around the country, and we're all spread out, and. I got a friend who's a great guy, and I was really close with. and We were all close with, and he's, you know, a really good person. And he's married somebody that um. What's the tech sucks? Is I think it's a technical term that I'm looking for. And it was just a and just you know like, and once you get married, and once you make that investment, and once you bring into your life someone who who maybe isn't the right person, it can change you, and it can change your reality, and it can it can sort of blunt some because you're in a partnership now, and that's what I think the Nets did with Kevin Durant. I understand why they had to do it. I understand when they got into a marriage with, with, with KD. I understand the, the attraction, the allure, the promise, and still the potential. They can still win an NBA championship this year. They won't, but they can, and they could, and they, and they could prove me wrong. But KD's presence—like, let's, let's skip Kyrie for a second. KD insisted that Kyrie be part of the team. KD got Steve Nash fired. KD is a guy who has never won an NBA championship outside of playing with Steph Curry, who I think, outside of LeBron, is the best player of his era. That's a pretty—not just Steph— I mean, we all know he went to a 72 win team, and he won some championships, and he got some Finals MVPs, and Durant's great. I understand why the Nets stretch this analogy till it breaks, like like the like 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 Bogush's heart when I left New York City yesterday. I understand why they got into bed with 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 Kevin Durant. I understand why they tie the knot there. I understand why they walk down that uh, that uh, that aisle of matrimony in an NBA sense. But but it doesn't. It hasn't worked, and it's not going to work. And to your point, Tom, I don't know. If Cy si is a good owner. I do know that Sean Marks was a an exceptional GM in what he was putting together with a lack of resources going all the way back to the Garnett Celtics trade and the culture they were building and the way they identified, found and and grew some talent before Kyrie came in. And I mean it's the guy can do the job, but he's in he's in the Kevin Durant sphere now, and it's Kevin Durant's world. And Kevin Durant wants Kyrie Irving. And Kevin Durant, for whatever reason, wasn't able to manage the personalities in a way that Harden wanted to stick around. So now they're stuck with Ben Simmons. I mean, it's—you can't turn away. You can turn away from Kyrie Irving. You cannot turn away from Kevin Durant. Any GM in the country takes him. If I were a GM, I would take him. But I don't think it's going to end well. I don't think it's going to be a happy a happy ending for these guys. They're not going to win.
2: It's really unfortunate too that this is the way everyone assumes it's going to go and likely will go. Because, like, Durant in particular to me, the conversations about him should just be bewilderment about how good he is at basketball. That he's seven feet tall with that handle and the jumpers and everything you can do on the court. I mean, he is as elite a scorer as this game has ever had. But instead, let's talk about burn air counts and whining and complaining and having no self-awareness. And I brought these guys in and now they're bothering me, so I'll get rid of them. I mean, and... Don't do anything to me. It's just it's frustrating that this can't just be about how damn good he is at basketball.
0: Everything you said is true too. I forgot about the burner accounts, which is weird cuz I love to bring them up totally just <laughs> out of thin air. The yeah, the the, the the thin skin with I mean like Uncle Ben was a was a was a was a was a wise was a wise person. With great power comes great responsibility and Durant's power his his remarkable skill is it's indisputable i don't think i had this argument with a boss the other day over drinks i don't think Kyrie irving's that impressive i don't think he's that good i I really don't i know that he can score and i I think Kyrie irving is an illusion i think he's the 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 mermaid with the claws that looks beautiful that leads you to your own doom as a team i really do i don't think he's that good i think he's super overrated kevin durant's an all-time great hall of famer He's probably the only guy outside of Giannis that has a shot to break into the top 10 in the history of the sport that's currently playing. That I feel comfortable saying that about. I'm with you. I'm with you Bogish. I he's he might be the best. But there's something there's something missing there, I think when it comes to taking all that basketball prowess and power and and, and and being able to to manage the responsibility that in the modern NBA comes with it, like cause Steph Curry gets to do whatever he wants, like he Steph Curry sets the tone for everything about his organization, as does LeBron, as does Giannis, as does Jokic, as does Luca. weighs good and bad, and I don't doubt Durant's love for the game or his commitment to winning or his passion. Like it's not a character flaw. I just don't think, you know, it's like Pippen. I mean, a much better version of Pippen, but Scottie Pippen was a great player, but was never going to be the leader. He just he had another guy there. I, I don't think Durant can be the leader of a championship team, likely, because his leadership skills lead to things like the dysfunction and drama that we've seen, and Kyrie Irving is an important piece in an equation that's going to hell in a handbasket.
1: Does it matter how this season plays out for the Brooklyn Nets? Now, we know KD's been out for the last few weeks. Does it matter if it's another first-round sweep, if they reach the conference finals? In terms of KD and Kyrie's relationship, like when we talk Kyrie wants a contract extension, he's eligible for the max, which is going to be four years and around – say, $200 million. Like, this is yeah. not just any yeah. old contract. And he's, you know, going to be a free agent. Who the heck wants him other than the Brooklyn Nets? Like, how does this need to play out for the Nets, whether they have Kyrie going
0: forward or don't have Kyrie? I, I, you can't give him the max. And... um Here's the thing. I don't know. I wish I did. I wish I was better connected with that organization because I think a lot of it, like we're talking about it in rational terms, but really the main thing is what is Sean Marks' job security? What are the levers of power that are pulled behind the scenes? Who does or doesn't have access to, to Josiah? If Marx is, is if, if 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 Sean Marks, the, the GM, thinks he's got a job for the next three or four years despite it not working out, there is absolutely no chance he will give Kyrie Irving a max deal because he knows it'll be bad for the Nets. But if Sean Marks is trying to manage his owner to keep his job and he thinks giving Kyrie that deal buys him the two or three years, I mean, that kind of mistake I think I think could happen. Um, can I shift gears to another perplexing problem in, in American life from from Kyrie Irving's presence on a basketball floor to, to lights in hotel rooms? Please do Am I the only?
1: I need answers are... here. I need answers. <laughs>
0: You were on the phone with me. I'm in a, I'm, I am in was in the hotel room this morning. I'm, I'm traveling, and I couldn't get the light on. I spent How long did I spend trying to turn a light on my lamp? Any, <laughs> there's no light switches? Uh,
1: a lot longer than it should have taken. I mean, we're talking pretty close to 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, and I like, picked it up, and then it was it was like a, a circular-looking thing, so the, I thought the weight would be evenly distributed, but I dropped it and almost – and then I finally found a little knob on the back that I thought was a screw, and I like <laughs> – Bogus is judging me. You don't have this problem when you travel? I can't get the lights turned on in these damn hotel rooms.
2: No, I'm, I'm nodding in agreement. Things that don't look oh, like a switch sorry. are a switch. Sometimes there's like a right. switch somewhere else that turns the outlet on to turn the light
0: on then, too. It's a right. mess. I came in... I got to my hotel yesterday. I was delayed. LaGuardia is beautiful now, by the way. You know, listened to the Pointer Sisters for five straight hours. Got me in a, Got me through in a good mood. Dropped off my bags, right? Room is dark. Nothing's on. It's all good. Go run to a... A, a work thing. I was late for, barely made it. Also walked into a fancy real quick story. I walked into a really fancy place in um uh, in Atlanta, and I didn't have time to change. I was late, and I call like I have a work dinner, and I have a he's gonna, they're like if you're not here by this time you you're 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 out of luck. So I get there exactly. I don't have time to change. I walk in. They have a dress code. I'm in a hoodie and a t-shirt, and everyone's in suits. I'm like <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing. And the woman who's the greeter says, sir, do you have a t-shirt under that? And I show her my t-shirt. She's like okay, can I please check that very stylish hoodie? Yeah, like, a stain on it. The restaurant. We went down a rabbit hole. Point is, I come back from the place, and there's, like, somebody came into the room and turned on the TV, so I thought someone was broken into my room. Like, what's going on? I can't get the TV turned off. I don't know where the sound's coming from. I can't get lights turned on. Why are hotels messing with us guys?
1: Listen, I don't travel a lot. I'm not very worldly. The last time I stayed in a hotel without my <laughs> okay. wife. This is important. Without my wife, I went to sleep right. with the lights on above the bed because I could not figure out yeah. how to turn them off. It was like it was like lighting in the trim above the bed. Yeah. I had I spent upwards of a half an hour trying to figure out how to shut these lights off. I went to sleep. I could not figure it out.
0: Uh, four months ago, I called down. I was like, "I can't get the light turned off, and I have to go to sleep." And they're like, "Sir, it wasn't the first idiot to call, sir." It's the little button right there on the upper left of the neck. It's but it blends in. It's an, it's an optical illusion. It's dumb, is what it is. I mean, when I get back to the hotel room, I, I mean, it's like I got a, I got one light on, but that's it. That's all I got.
2: Well, that's <laughs> the other problem too. Like What's they don't, going on? They, they don't just have lights, like an overhead light for the room. Every corner nope. of the room has a light. So you got to turn on like four different lights to get a yep. fully functioning room once the sun goes down.
0: The only light switch in the place where it's a light switch where you put is the bathroom. Because they understand what we want the people to be able to see in here. That could get weird. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's not, it's, not, it's not just me. It is not just you. This is a universal problem yeah. for sure. Got another one. You want Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to name? Do you gotta? I know the name drops kind of takes a minute to pick up, but if you want to, if you want to name drop the old, uh, I'm at this. I'm at this big city, American city. I'm at this fancy, fancy steakhouse. I'm in jeans and Adidas sneakers and a t-shirt that I've been in all day, right? Like I, I didn't have time to change. My hoodie has been. I also was like, oh, I can just put it over the. I was like, oh, thank you. I can just put it over um my chair because I don't like checking. Said, Sir, we need to. Che- I had to check a hoodie. You guys saw the hoodie I was wearing. Yeah. I had to check it with the coats. All right. You ready for the name drop? So I go to the bathroom, and there's a line. <laughs> and the line is at a wall where they have all these photos of famous people, right? Like, oh, there's this guy. There's a photo of Andy Roddick. Okay. Do I send Do I send Andy a little like note and see if he can pick out where it is? Because like Andy. I mean, I maybe hear back from him one out of three. Like, it's a real, <laughs> it makes me feel real small. Take a swing. I say it's worth it, yeah. <laughs> Take a swing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do all we're talking, and then we'll just, we'll see whether or not he writes me back.
2: Tell him why I, I said hello like, to
0: Oh, yeah, that, that'll, that that will definitely engender a response. It'll be like, great. A guy I don't know, asking about another guy I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure I he did um all right so you're like total name drop. This is my actually this is where I think he got mad at me, but I don't care. He he sent he tweeted once, all of my uh phone numbers got deleted. If you have my number, hit me up. And I wrote like, Hey Andy, um, been a while, looking forward to you know, seeing you next time and he goes, Sorry, who is this? And I wrote, It's Fed <laughs> <Like Roger Federer. laughs> and there was this wrong response where he must have like figured it out and then wrote some swear words to me. But I think for a minute he thought it was I was Federer. <laughs> it's funny, right? All right?
1: Now I know why you only get one out of uh, one <laughs> out of every three. three. It's amazing to get it one, did,
0: if we're being honest. It did change the ratio. It did change Lucky he doesn't listen to the show or I think he'd be like, What the hell? Alright, so um I miss you guys. I like being in New York. That was fun. We're going to employees only next time I come back. Bogus. I'll take you there if you can stay out late. Yeah,
2: I'll go there. No detail, obviously, but I will definitely go there.
0: I don't think they'd let Tom in. That'd be like, be, they would actually be like, sir, can I check your friend? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to go in the coat rack. <laughs> don't lose him. No,
2: I'm just broken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's some magazines we'll over in here, couple- sir. There's, a, there's dumbbells. Do you want to <laughs> get a quick lift in? It seems like you're in we'll shape. We'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> Here's a cracker.
0: Uh, all right, uh, Jeff Saturday is, um, well, he's terrible a- as an NFL head coach, and so, of course, given his dire record of borderline or maybe absolute incompetence, the Colts have done what the Colts would always do. They brought him back for a second interview. Let's, uh, let's wade into those murky waters here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. I love doing this radio show. I really do. And wherever you're listening, however you're listening, really, honestly, truly appreciate the time that you give us. It is. There's a lot going on in the world. You got a lot of things you can do. And the fact that you're in your car, your work, your house, you're listening on the radio, on the Odyssey app, whatever. Thanks for letting us come into your world and hang out. Even diesel. No, uh, it's <laughs> diesel is probably the favorite. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I strike out because I, I, I miss you. Uh, this NFL postseason, every Westwood 1 NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood 1 State.org. Ask and Alexa is open to Westwood 1 Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fixed Fighter service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get on the zone AutoZone. Uh, can I get a name drop real quick? Can I just, can I just I'm going to do it? It's obnoxious. Um,. We have we have Andy Roddick responses. He's got the city. He was able to cl- get the city. Wasn't able to recall the restaurant itself, but I I'm impressed, man. I'm sure if you're someone like that, your photo gets taken everywhere, right?
1: I would think so. And your average of one out of three had to just skyrocket now, right?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, but don't worry, it'll it'll, <laughs> it'll even itself out. It'll yeah. The the Federer thing maybe was the wrong.
1: It was funny, though. Very funny.
0: I'll make a joke at anybody's expense. I don't. I don't care. I'm I'm here for it. Um, it, it, We have a theme emerging: things that shouldn't be surprising but are. Uh, Looking past Patrick Mahomes, Kyrie Irving wanting to get paid, and of course, Jeff Saturday getting a second interview for the head coaching job. He was the interim. That interview will happen. I believe it's this weekend is what the reports have said. Jim Ursanay is his buddy and friend. And look, the stats are the stats, and the and the obvious failure of the Colts is the obvious failure of the Colts. They went 1-7 over that eight-game interim stretch, and I believe the one win was against a Raiders team that at the time couldn't have beaten me, Cell, and Bogish in a football game. Could would have gotten up, but it would have just blown the lead. They were outscored, the Colts, by... I think not quite a hundred points over the course of those eight games. And there was just a perplexed tear in the headlights, I don't know what I'm doing vibe that was reinforced post game when Jeff Saturday would have to go to the podium and explain his decision making. It was clear uh he didn't know what he was doing. Now, I think there's a level of um criticism and mockery that's certainly worthy of this situation, if in fact if in fact Jim Mersey is going to consider giving him a job. I, I will say, D Cell, it's possible because they're friends and rich people can do whatever they want for their buddies. Maybe Ursay is giving him multiple interviews to give her the give the cover and guise of respectability. Even though that's an illusion because we saw what he did on the field and Jeff Saturday's never going to get anywhere near a football field again as a coach. I don't think if it's not the Colts, maybe Ursay feels like it's an easier thing to go through this process and say, Man, it was so hard, it was so cool. Sean Payton. <laughs> it was such a difficult decision. Oh, man, Harbaugh, or whatever, whatever name he, he grabs, maybe it's cover. That would That's what I would think with most NFL owners who are good at their jobs. But the problem is Ursa may be as bad of an owner at that job as his buddy Jeff Saturday is as a head coach, so it, we won't know until we know. Let me ask you, do you—I know we don't know. You really think that Ursa is capable of being so poor as a steward of the team that he owns that he could give this guy— The job full-time? Yes, I
1: do. Wow. And I didn't feel that way during the season while Jeff Saturday's, you know, interim tenure was going on. I thought there was no chance maybe he would get an interview. Because I have no problem with Jim Irsay having a soft spot for Jeff Saturday. I get it. You're friendly. He was a great player for your franchise for a long time. You want to hire him as a consultant? Great. You want to hire him as an advisor? Understood. An assistant coach on the offensive line? Makes total sense to me. Got no problem with it. To catapult this guy to a head coach when you already gave him the interim tag, when he had no business doing that and he fell flat on his face, I I I can't justify it in any way, shape, or form. I hope it's cover. I hope you're right.
0: Because, I mean, there aren't many of these jobs. It's not like... And now this would be okay. I'm going to pick on Pittsburgh. It's not like it's the Pittsburgh Pirates where the fan base is great, but they're never going to win. The National Football League, if you hire the right coach and you make some good decisions in the draft with your front office, you can turn things around. I mean, the the Jags and the Jags are a bit of a different example because they have a reclamation project in Trevor Lawrence that could, and I think, has become an absolute star in the game. But my point is, it it's it's an NFL job. You, Hire the right guy matters, and you can win pretty quickly if you do that, and other things go the right way. Let, I'm going to ask Brady Papinga about this. Blee! It's my Brady Papinga. I'm done doing Brady Papinga imitations. He's, let him be Brady Papinga. I'll be me. I'm Bill Ryder. He's Brady Papinga. He won a Super Bowl. I didn't. He gives us NFL info next here on CBS Sports Radio.